welcome to another episode of 48 Shades of Football, everyone's favourite, favourite, favourite K-League podcast in English. Definitely, definitely. Do we need any more qualifiers in there, or is that enough for today? Um, I think that's enough lies for, for today, I think. Yeah, but we're always best off starting the podcast with some lies. So tonight it's just me and Mark. Um, we are still on the lookout for a third presenter. But the uh, the quality of resumes that we've been sent has been pretty poor, so... It's been pretty atrocious, actually, yeah. yeah. If you have sent it and you haven't heard from us because we've basically rejected you and we've got so many so many replies, we can't take the trouble to re- reply to everyone personally. And if you're female and you want to appear, then you put a photograph with your resume. If you, if you don't put a photograph, it just gets tossed in the bin. I expect a bumper crop by next week then. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and I'll interview them while you're all in the UK. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, because I won't be here next week or the next two weeks. Uh, there'll still be a podcast, uh, but I won't be here. I'll be, I'll be stunning myself in, in beautiful, sunny Scotland. Thanks to the wonders of modern technology, there will be a podcast every week while Mark's away. There will be, yes. I heard you might even get, get together with a former friend of the podcast, Stevie, and get his opinions on things... I probably won't get his opinions, I'll be getting his, my 36,001 back, <laughs> is what I'll be getting, to be honest. I'll be taking it out of him in blood or beer, one of the two. So yeah, I'll probably meet up with a good friend of the podcast, uh, Jamie, as well. Do you think he'll be uh, trying to talk him into doing a bit of a review of the, the the Japanese teams which have been which have qualified for the Champions League? But I'm going to try. Once we know which ones they actually are, because yeah. it's a bit up in the air with Japan, yeah, because their season doesn't finish until New Year's Day, I think. Yeah, until the Empress Cup's played, yeah. It's a bit, bit weird. They're well, because like, the league is finished, now that you have the, the Empress Cup. Yeah, I think they're at the quarter-final stage at the moment, and I guess several of the teams in the top three in the league are also in the, yeah, in the quarter-finals the of the Cup, so got to find out who's going to win to decide, determine. We'll talk about, I guess, the, the ones that we do know when we do the draw, but uh, yeah, Gamba's up there. So we won't talk about the ones we don't know? No, we'll talk about them as well, because we don't know much about anything and we still talk about it. We do a good job of talking about things we don't know. <laughs> yeah, so we may as well talk about the things that we don't know when we're talking about things that we do know, <laughs> the same time as those that we don't know. Is that a Dom- Donald Rumsfeld thing? The known knowns, the unknown knowns, oh, the unknown Rumsfeld, unknowns, yeah. unknowns and the... The known knowns, the unknown knowns, the known unknowns and the unknown unknowns. Yeah. Unfortunately for us, it's all unknown knowns and known unknowns, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. We're especially in, in Japan. Although that will change next year when we send Super Spy Jung Sung Rao over to like comment on every single game. You know, in the next year's uh, whatever the equivalent Japanese equivalent is of the Oxford English Dictionary or the the, uh, the Tokyo <laughs> Japanese Dictionary, they have to make a new word for he, he junged it. Ooh, he junged it. <laughs> <laughs> He's only gone and junged it again. Everyone's favourite sentence. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's enough banter from us. I think we better go on to the the, uh, the fact that we're talking about the Champions League potential Japanese Champions League opponents. I guess that means the draw's been made. It has been, yeah. So we know some of the teams in each of our respective groups. Do you want to go ahead and tell us who Songnam we've got? Yeah, Songnam, I've got Scotland. <laughs> Well, Solon got Wales, Slovakia, and Russia. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Solon, I've got no one because uh, they didn't make it, yeah? Which is, uh, unfortunately. But I assume you'll still see plenty of Champions League football next year? Yeah, I, I guess I'll probably, um, as I keep threatening, go to a John Book game. So I guess I'll probably go down and watch one of the John Book games, maybe against uh, Jansu Sente, so I can see 
um, Escudero. I know I've just given away one of the one of the teams, but anyway, um, or I might go down and see a Sioux one game. Maybe see Sioux one take in. Um, if, well, we don't know who the Japanese team is, but it could potentially be Uraba. So I might uh, take in Uraba. Oh, we could put on our Cobras uh, again and go and pretend to be Australian fans mm-hmm. like we did last year. Although it'll be. Well, we'll get to that group in a minute, I guess. Yeah. We'll reveal too much too soon. But. Okay. So, should we start with... I guess we'll skip Western Asia. Uh, I wish we could permanently, but... yeah. Um, well, I guess... Th- th- I mean, yeah, because there's nothing really to talk about, apart from all the usual teams made it, I guess. Lekiwa, Alalao, Tractor, Alan, Alali... Yeah. I don't know any of those particular grudge matches or anything so yeah I guess we just skip it I'm going to pick my team to follow is Zob Ahan just because you don't see many Zeds you don't see many Zeds actually yeah I'm going to pick my team to follow will be Tractor Sazi just is because it? it sounds awfully like Tractor Nazi that's the team that Stevie was following yes so if you really want to follow Stevie yeah okay in that case I might go for Nasaf Karashi Purely because I'm convinced that's the kebab shop owner in, in my local town, back in Scotland. <laughs> I'm sure his name is Nasaf. So, okay. So we'll put Western Asia to one side for the moment. Um, we'll get back to it again when we get to the knockout stages. Yeah. At that point, then we might know a little bit more about those teams anyway. I guess. Uh, so let's start with Group E. So the thing that surprised me about the draw is it's pretty much preordained about which teams meet we, each other it, uh, yeah it seems to be doesn't it because uh, we kind of predicted this that this is who the, each team would get um, I mean FCSO would get ok I guess we'll, we'll go through it but we'll go through it but, but yeah so it seems to be as if like, you know, the, the cup winners meet the Japanese league winners meet the Thai champions meet yeah it's, it's a bit strange so, so I think in the, in the days leading up to the draw people were tweeting various potential groups and it they make one draw to determine whether uh, the Jap- whether the Korean League champions go in position one of group E or whether the Japanese champions go in position one of group E. Yeah. And based on that everything else just follows through. Mm-hmm. So they made the draw, Korea came out as number one, which put Chonbuk Hyundai in group E. The Japanese champions therefore went into group F. Yep. And everything else just went and just follow through, yeah. Yeah. So probably the least exciting draw ever. Uh, no, that was probably um, Songnam no Suwon no after the split. <laughs> so, who will Chumbuk be playing in their group? Well, as I said earlier, they will be playing uh, Chinese team Jiangsu Sente. Who um, won the Chinese FA Cup. That's the team that Che Young Su almost went to manage. Yep, it's the team that Escudero does play for. Yeah. And it'll be great to see Dan Petrescu strutting his stuff down a Korean touchline. Ex Wednesday legend. Yep. Anyway, um, Dan Petrescu will be, uh, he'll be the manager. <laughs> I'm guessing he'll be the manager. I think he's fired in the close season. Uh, so he'll be there. Uh, they also play against BKMX Bing Duong. Which sounds like a combination between a really old videotape manufacturer and some Korean uh, ice dessert. Uh, that's the, the Vietnamese league champions. It is the Vietnamese league champions. They also played last year. Uh, yes, they did. And was, it, was that not a game they didn't do well in? They should have horsed them both games and didn't, yeah. yeah. So uh, I believe, didn't they draw at home? Yeah, there was... It was one of the games that, that they drew, yeah? That was... <laughs> 
that goes back to the early days when we, when we knew nothing about football. We said, surely Chumper are going to qualify this week, and they kept screwing it up. Yeah, I'm sure against Bingdow, I'm, I'm sure they, they uh, drew, I'm positive they drew one of the two games. And then the final team in that group will be the winner of playoff number two, which will most likely be a Japanese team. Either Urawa Reds or FC Tokyo. Uh, there's also a slight chance that it would be either Sefenbury of Thailand or Yangon United of Burma, Myanmar. But you would imagine that the Japanese team, being at home in a one-off uh, game, will put them out. I mean, especially those two teams, like Urawa Reds and Tokyo, I can't see them falling to anyone else. Yeah. So you're, you're looking at either being Urawa or Tokyo, yeah? Yeah. So team number one in Group F is the Japanese champions, which this year was Sanfrecce Hiroshima. Uh, yeah, it was, yeah. Who were nowhere last season, but yet won a league this season. But they were in it a couple of years ago because Seoul, Seoul yeah. played them. I, mean, I, I guess that that's the joy of the Japanese playoff. Uh, kind of, you know, like first first half of the season winners, second half of the season winners. That I guess if you have a good second half, or, I mean, it's, it's not about the best team over the course of the whole season. Because you'd have a red won in the first half, yeah? Yeah. And then, I guess, Hiroshima won the second half? Um, Not a big follower of Japanese, Japanese football. football. Maybe, maybe uh, we should ask a good friend of the podcast, Jamie. Maybe, yeah, I'm sure he still follows it. I guess we'll get some more detailed analysis of this closer to time. We'll okay. find out how various teams have been doing in their pre-season or their league. Some of the leagues are on, going on at the moment, aren't they? So they're paired up with FC Seoul of Korea, who won the Korean FA Cup. A match that we were both at? Yep. And then went out afterwards, dressed up as vampires and zombies. Yep. Also in that group is Buriram United, the Thai champions. Paired again, a space at the same group as what they had last year, isn't it? It's, it's the exact same group. That's what I was. That, that's the thing. You know, it's like so. Does the Korean FA Cup winners put the Thai champions and the Japanese tam- champions once? <laughs> So does the Korean FA Cup winners play the Thai champions and the Japanese champions? I mean, every year, is that what it's going to be, I guess? I guess so. Okay. Because, I, I mean, it's the exact same group that Buriram had last year. Oh, I mean, obviously different teams, but i.e. Japanese same. champions, Korean FA Cup winners. Yeah. And then got the winner of playoff number three, which will be either Adelaide United of Australia, I mm-hmm. think. Must have either won the Australian FA Cup or finished third in the league. I guess, yeah, yeah. And they will play against Shandong Lunung Taishan, who must have been fourth in the, or third in the Chinese league, assuming they win their their preliminary game against either Mohun Bagan, the Indian league champions, or Tampines Rovers, the Singaporean league winners. The what's quite interesting is that this time last year, uh, this is the the route that Guangzhou RNF took. Uh, they beat the Indian champions, I believe it was, and then they went on to beat uh, Central Coast Manors yeah. in the playoff, which was unexpected because no one actually thought they would beat Central Coast Manors because I thought I was going to have a trip to Australia potentially. So it'll be interesting to see if, if Adelaide can, um, can, uh, can can beat you know the third place Chinese team or if they'll fault the same fate as uh, CCM. So, the day the draw was made, I was talking about it with uh, FC Seoul fan and Sydney FC fan and good friend of the podcast, Dan. Uh, and he said that Adelaide would be a good draw for Seoul because they're not doing very well in the A-League, which is about 10 games in now. I think it's 10 games in now, yeah. And then at the weekend, they promptly went ahead and beat Sydney FC. So, <laughs> so Dan, good friend of the podcast, who will not be the third host 
because he knows nothing about football. <laughs> I think we might get him on to get, get him on in February just before the Champions League starts yeah. and talk about how. The Same. Three I think probably FC Seoul would rather they got Shandong than Adelaide. You would imagine. Yeah, because Shandong's like an hour in a plane as yeah. opposed to. Well, there's no direct flight to Adelaide, so they have to change some. It's going to be 15 hours of, trend, of uh, flying, isn't it? Well, I'm assuming that you know a football team can hire a charter plane that is a direct flight, but the fans probably can't. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think FC Seoul players will have to fly to Sydney. Really, you're you're kidding. They don't. They don't fly a charter. They just go on regular. Really? Yeah. They don't fly charters? No. Jeez. Korean football. They, um, don't, they don't even get to go business class until until some stage of the knockout rounds group games are all done in economy class you're kidding right no. so they fight economy class no wonder they never win in Australia except when they beat Central Coast except, they beat, <laughs> except the fact that, they're, that the record in Australia is really good <laughs> the, the Australian scene seems to be a, a bit weird because both Brisbane and Western Sydney who were in the Champions League last year absolutely tanked the A-League like last year so they didn't qualify for this year but they're at the top right now but they're well Western Sydney they, they had a, a nightmare start again. I think they lost their first two, and then they've gone unbeaten the next yeah. eight or nine. And they're well clear at the top of the league now. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm not sure where Brisbane are, but yeah, I know they're Brisbane Western Sydney. Brisbane sort of off, off mid table, I think. I mean, Western Sydney one is they're looking at they're going to win it, I guess. I wonder if that's the uh, effect of winning the Champions League and all the, the travelling made them tank the A League that year. So yeah, you, you've got to imagine that on paper, uh, probably uh, I don't know. I guess Adelaide. Being at home, should probably scrape through that one to complete FC Souls group. Being at home yeah. gives them advantage. Yeah, probably. The first round, the, the the match between the Indian team and the Singaporean team is at the end of January. And then each week after that, there are, was a second round and a third round, and we'll cover them at the time, I guess, to the degree that our knowledge allows us to. Right, should we move on to Group G? Let's do That's the Australian champions. So that's Melbourne victory. Along with this... Japan 2, which is going to be either the Emperor's Cup winners or the J-League runners-up. Of which we have no idea. Uh, I think I think the Emperor's Cup's only at the quarter-final stage, so there's probably too many teams to list up at this stage. Also in that group, second team in Korea. Uh, Suwon, Samsung, Blue Wings. So the other team in that group will be the winner of playoff number four, which will be either Shanghai SIPG, which I believe is the team managed by Sven Juran Eriksson. It is indeed, yes. I think they have a couple of good players, don't they? They have a few. They have uh, Asamo Aguian, who ripped up the, 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 the ACL for um, Allen last season. Uh, and they have Konka. Who was amazing for Guangzhou when Seoul got to the final against Guangzhou. Yeah. And they've got Kim Jeong, the ex-FC Seoul central defender. So. Yeah, and they have... Legendary Swede Tobias Heisen. That's <laughs> Glenn Heisen's son. <laughs> I bet it is as well. <laughs> oh dear. Play for some. He's actually called Glenn Heisen. Glenn Tobias. Of course, there's a chance that Shanghai SIPG could lose their playoff to either Mwangtong United, which I think were the Thai runners up. Yeah. Or the Thai Cup winners. Or. Johor Daru Tazim, which were the actually the Malaysian runners-up because the Malaysian league was won by a team from Brunei last year, and they're obviously not allowed to qualify. So they were the, the runners-up. But I would expect to see Shanghai in the group. Uh, me too. Apparently, Malaysian football uh, draws in the crowds of like 70,000, 80,000, 90,000. 
I got that from Rob Cornthwaite's Twitter feed who's now playing for the Malaysian runners up right should we do the last group this, this yeah the, the, the heavy hitters the big group Chinese champions Guangzhou Evergrande uh, Australian runners up although they must be annoyed because they actually finished first in the league but lost the playoffs didn't they yeah, Sydney FC uh, and then Japan 3 Japan 3 which will be either Gambo Osaka or Urawa Reds obviously Urawa Reds can't be Japan 3 and Japan 4 um, so if Jurabo Reds are Japan 4 then I guess Japan 3 will be Gambo Osaka and hopefully this will sort itself out at some point before the games actually start <laughs> I hope so yeah otherwise both Gamba and Jurabo Reds will turn up at Sydney FC's ground and they go okay who wants to play us which one do you want <laughs> And then the winner of Playoff East 1, which includes the third in the K-League. Which is the mighty Pohang Satilas. Yeah, and they'll be playing either... Hanoi TNT, the Vietnamese champions. Vietnamese cup winners or second place. Cup winners or second place, sorry. Vietnamese runners-up or cup winners. The team that FC Seoul beat 7-1 last year. Was it not 7-0? Didn't they score? Was it 7-0? Okay, maybe it was 7-0, yeah. I thought Hanoi scored an own goal or something, but anyway. Uh, or Kimchi. Kitchi. Sorry, Kitchi, sorry. The champions of Hong Kong. No matter who wins the game between the telephone company and the Kitchi team, that Pohang are going to hump them about 6 or 7 now. Just The, the bar has been set, hasn't it? The bar has been set. Speaking of the bar being set, this is not a dry podcast, is it? Uh, I better admit that we're yeah we're drinking Stella tonight. So at one point, one of us is getting going to get beaten up. Well, I, I guess that will sort out who who wears the pants and who wears the skirts. Well, it should be noted that I have I have history for wearing a kilt. So I guess I guess I'm I'm, I'm halfway there. So is it an interesting draw? Uh, I mean, is it interesting? Well, I think it's thrown up a couple of interesting games. Whether the draw itself is particularly interesting, I'm not sure. I mean, I think it was pretty obvious who everyone was getting. Uh, I think the return of, of, of Escudero to John Book Stadium, I think, is a big one. Yeah. A little bit like last year when Dehan returned to, to like uh, play against Suwon. So it'll be interesting to see Escudero come back to Korea. I think that's an interesting draw. I think... Uh, Pohang have got a, a horrendous task. Guangzhou Evergrande, Sydney FC, potentially Gambo Osaka, um, and them. I think. I think really, to be honest, if it's if, if it's if it's Urawa Reds, I would suggest. Well, I would think Pohang will finish second. If it's Gambo Osaka, I think Pohang will crush it. Like, I was really impressed by Gamba. But just just to sum up this, you think Chumbuk will get out of their group relatively easily? Uh, I mean, same as last year. Like, you're looking at that group and you're saying Chumbuk, Jiangsu. Seoul have got a good chance. Buriram are a dangerous team in Thailand, but they don't travel well. Uh, cannot. But they've been improving year on year, haven't they? Cause they were improving year on year, but this year was... Because Seoul, Seoul played them two years ago, was it? And they were kind of cannon fodder. And then they actually put up a fight last year and they almost qualified. So basically, um, what happened is they, they went something like group stage, uh, last 16, quarter-final, last 16, group stage. That's what they've done in the, in, in the last four years. Uh, they did nothing. They were pretty poor um, at home, uh, sorry, away at Tanchon, but they are tough in Thailand. Yeah. But 
mainly because it's a bitch of a ground to get to. Yeah, it? I just I just think Seoul probably have enough about them to to get out of that group. But it's like it is going to be Seoul's first game of the season. We know they are traditionally slow starters. They they will probably lose in Thailand. I wouldn't be surprised if they lost or drew in Thailand. Uh, Adelaide, I know nothing about Adelaide. To be perfectly honest, yeah. um, Shandong, I know nothing about Shandong, but they're they're a Chinese teams are a dangerous. But they're both the, weak, the weakest team in their country that qualified, right? So yeah, so you'd have to say that looking at the group, so I've probably got a decent enough chance. Yeah, they won't win the group. I think they'll finish second to Hiroshima. Hiroshima. I think so. Which is a place I've never been actually. So there you go. And then Suwon, 50-50 chance? Well, because we only know 50% of their group, it's almost impossible to kind of... I don't really know, I mean... I guess the theory is they should win whichever team... They should beat whichever team comes through the playoffs. They then, should do. And then it's about whether it's Osaka... I mean, Osaka or, or Urawa are both tough teams to beat, aren't they? So. I mean, if they get Urawa again, they, they kind of made... They, they, they beat them at... At home, and I think they beat them away as well. No, no, they drew nothing each away, but they beat them at home. But Yurawa gave them a pretty good you know, contest at, at home. You, you'd have to imagine they would be a bit smarter this time. They, they took the lead and Suwon fought back. Uh, Yum Ki Hoon was, was phenomenal that day. Uh, but I would be surprised if Suwon didn't get that group. It depends on, on, on who the Japanese team is. If it's Gamba, they won't get out of the group. If it's Uraba, they probably will. Um, but again, Shanghai SPIG, don't know much about them, but they have pretty good players, I guess, so that could be a tough mm. banana skin for them, I guess. And then Pohang. For me, Pohang's the toughest group. It's not quite the, the, the group of death that Seoul had last year, though, was Not it? quite, no. And Seoul had Evergrande, Western Sydney Wanderers, and Kashima. Kashima, which was a Kashima Atlas, which was I think was a more difficult group. But again, it depends on like, who comes in as Japan three. Uh, if you're looking at that, yeah, being I guess we're also assuming that Pohang actually going to. Well, they will, won't they? They will. I mean, I mean, Pohang will make it, but Japan three could be a, a tough team. It could be a lot tougher. Um, I mean, it could be the team that, that maybe it could be like a poor team that wins the cup. But if you were looking at it as being Gamba or yeah, I mean if Gamba win a cup, it could be difficult for them. Okay. I think of all the teams, uh, I would say Jombuk, Seoul, Suwon, Pohang in terms of their chances. Last year, all four teams qualified from the groups, mm-hmm. but we have noticed sort of a downward trend from the performance of Korean clubs. Do you think it's going to this will be the first year we don't see? Well, actually, not the first year because Suwon failed to make it out of their group the year before, didn't they? As it did Osan. It won't be the first year, but I think you, I think you could be looking at. Mm, I think that would take a big effort for all four teams to get out this year. I haven't been impressed by Suwon at all. Depends on what they do in the close season, I guess. But I haven't been impressed by them. But but the impression is they'll be weakening rather than strengthening. Right? You, would, you would think so, yeah. So. And I would be stunned, yeah, I think, I would be stunned if they actually strengthened the team. They also might not have a statement playing as well. Yeah. Um, so, for me, I think I said Pohang would be before, yeah, I'm going to change. John Book, so Pohang, Suwon. I think Suwon could be the potential problem. Do you think Suwon would, but, 
But you think Poang's group is tougher? What do you think? I think Poang's group is tougher, but I think... So if come, if come the last game of the season, Poang had actually snatched third, uh, second place in the league, then Suwon would definitely have been screwed, right? Yeah, definitely. Suwon would not have made it out of Group H, but you think they've got a little bit of hope of making it out of Group G? Yeah. They would not have made it out of Group H. Guangzhou Evergrande would have humped them home and away. As would Sydney probably beat my way. But they might just get out of Group G. Okay, should we move on? Yes, this. So that's been quite a long talk about the ACL draw. Uh, I guess we'll revisit it close to the time once all the playoffs have been decided. I uh, mean, once we know what teams are actually in it, we'll go back and do the whole talk all over again. Well, well, we'll, uh, we'll get around to previewing at some is point. It, is, is, is it any wonder we have five listeners? <laughs> Four of us are your mum? <laughs> I think Gary, good friend of the podcast, Gary's been catching up on his... Uh, Pod, on the podcast recently he's uh, come out from behind the Great Fort Firewall of China so he's got all the back catalogue downloaded I was given a hard time in the, in the Seoul CSE yesterday for, for not being listeners so we might see a spike a one week spike a one week spike is it just to put one in the background and go and do something else so just before we started tonight's podcast I actually sent a tweet out about what we're going to be podcasting about tonight have we had many responses several okay so just for the listeners, I, be, I guess we'd better clue them in. Good friend of the podcast, and probably the number two listener after my mum, uh, Ali. You know Ali? I know Ali, yes. Zombie Ali. Zombie Ali. He grabbed me of the week and said, and he came up with a very interesting idea for a podcast, which was, uh, as you know, there are 12 teams in the K-League Classic. Uh, a typical football team needs 11 players and one manager. So he sets the challenge of making a, a competitive team, picking one player plus a manager from each team. Are you up to the challenge? Yeah, so I'm up, I'm up for the challenge. So basically, Paul, if you can just, will we go through the rules quickly? So you've got to pick one player yep. uh, from each Kaylee Classic team. Yep. Uh, so there's 12 teams, so 11 players and one manager yep. covers the 12 teams. Um, you can pick a player... Any player that you pick has to have played for that team at some point during the season and must have finished the season in the K-League Classic. You're trying to pull a fast one here, aren't you? I'm trying to pull two fast ones. Um, But yes, so they have to have played for that team at a point this season, but they must have finished the season still in the K-League. So no no Chong Tse? So no Chong Tse, no Edu... Uh, no Enino, um guys like that but you could have uh, if you really wanted to uh, Egano not that anyone would but you could have Egano in your team and it has to be in a recognised formation so a 4-4-2 3-5-2 yeah. or as uh, as the once uh, amazing Scotland manager Craig Levine did 5-6 <laughs> That's true. 5-6? I think he did 1-5-6 or so. 1-5-5 five, five it would have been, yeah. And you can't... We're going to say you can't... If you've, if you've chosen a back four, you can't stop it with four centre-backs. That's have a, a left-back and a right-back. That's have a left-back, right-back. Uh, if, you've, if you're playing a 3-5-2, uh, you either play with two wing-backs uh, or you play with two wingers. Uh, okay. If you have two up front, they've got to be two strikers. It can't be one striker and one attacking midfielder. So I, I can't do what we uh, what we tried to do the other day when we were playing football manager and put a goalie up front 
you can't indeed. You cannot indeed. So hopefully you're about as clear on the rules as what we were over dinner when we were coming up with the teams. I'm doing this on the fly, I don't know about you. You've obviously put a lot of thought into your team. Uh, I thought about my manager. I, look, I bet our, our listeners could predict your manager with 90% certainty. Uh, I bet they could indeed. So without any further ado, my manager for my team and my best 11 of the K-League, or not best 11 of the K-League, but uh, Korean 11 of the K-League. It's, kind of, a, it's kind of a multicultural, yeah. multicultural, multi-team, multi-teamal 11. Yeah, so my, that's, I can't say that. Uh, so my manager is obviously the one and only Kim Hak Bum from Songnam. You're not picking Hwang Ijo? I'm not picking Hwang Ijo, no. I believe Kim... No, no matter of the players he is given, Kim will do a better job than if I pick someone else and put Wang Yijou up front. Plus, you think if you pick Che Yong Su, the, the second obvious choice for manager, that he'll not get the best out of Wang Yijou? Yeah, I'd probably rather pick the desert manager than Che Yong Su. <laughs> to be honest. Actually, I didn't want to pick a soul player at all. <laughs> I tried to pick two Guangzhou players, but it backfired. But you have picked two soul players, apparently. No, the rules clearly state. You have to play the game. Don't don't do spoiler alert. Glenn's not dead, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, uh, your manager? Uh, I'm going for Che Che Gangi. The oh, manager. there you go. Eh? Not a thought put into that. If only because I think for most. John Bukashe. <laughs> it's not that. I think for most of the teams, it's easy, it's easy to identify one star player that's kind of head and shoulders above the rest. But for Chumbuk, unless you pick EJ Song, the midfielder. There's no obvious standout player. The Dong! <laughs> the Dong's a legend! I'd rather pick 10 players and just leave him out. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I, I think I, I probably agree there. I think you do struggle to actually find a, a standout John Wick player because they're all so brilliant. But presumably you have done since you've not picked the. Oh, player. yes, I have done, yes, I had, had no choice, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go for the old tried and tested 4-4-2 formation. Not a formation I particularly... Typical Englishman. Typical Englishman. <laughs> I'm <fucking> Scottish. <laughs> uh, it's not a formation that I normally pick when I play football manager. Usually I play a 3-5-2. But for this case, I couldn't actually think of five midfielders that I liked. <laughs> so I'm going to go for a 4-4-2 formation. Also because if Kim Hackbum was the manager, he would pick a 4-4-2 formation as well. I was thinking of a cheeky 0010, but you gave me a dirty look, so I've gone for a, a typical Seoul 352, 532. You've gone for 352 or a 532? Is it two wing backs or two wingers? Uh, I guess it's two wing backs. Okay, so you've gone for a 352. Uh, 532. 532. 532. Kind of defensive, yeah? But it's an attacking defensive one. My, my wing backs will be getting forward, and my, my three centre defenders will be expected to cover okay. the gaps. It should also be noted that just like that BBC TV programme that used to put the Taliban against the IRA and uh, William Wallace against Shaka Zulu, I can't remember the name of it, Ultimate Warriors it was called, we actually are going to put these teams into a, a computerised app uh, and let you know this, that who, who wins the game uh, on the next podcast. You didn't mention that earlier. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
Spoiler alert, I win. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it's a nothing you straw. Yeah. <laughs> Football wins. Oh, loses. <laughs> loses, yeah. Okay, so that's, um, so I guess we'll begin with goalkeepers, which means I have to read my list upside down, but anyway, so we'll begin with goalkeepers, I guess. Bear in mind, so far, Paul has picked uh, a John Book and I have picked a Song Ram, so we have 11 teams left, yeah? Yep. So we'll, we'll, hopefully you can keep, keep up with us, guys. And hopefully, or, or guy. hopefully we won't discover that we've actually picked two guys from the same team at some point. <laughs> Which I almost <laughs> certainly have. By the time that we get there, yeah? Yeah. Okay, so for me, uh, I went for basically the only goalkeeper that I could think of that was uh, half decent. I couldn't have uh, Park, Park Jun Young because I'd already picked Kim Hyde Bum. There's no way we're knocking this out in 30 minutes, by the way, just so you know. Um, so I went for uh, Pohang's number one, Shin Hwa Young. Ever present last year. Ever present last year. Not a particularly good goalkeeper in my eyes, but anyway, uh, ever present. Um, so yeah, I went for Shin Hwa Young in goals. Uh, I took the, adv- the advice of Jordi Paul last week, who said that he recommended that if we had to pick one, one player from Pusan, then the goalie Ebom Young would be the guy to pick. So I uh, had to pick a Pusan player somewhere. He seemed like the... Obvious choice. Okay. So you've got a, a poor keeper in goals who shipped some close to 100 goals, yeah? Yeah, but I think that was because of the defence, not the goalie. Okay. So that's why you went me a Dejon defender. <laughs> okay. That's why I went with a, a, a three, three centre-backs to cover the deficiencies of the Dejon defender. Sweet. Okay, so Paul obviously has went with a, a 5-3-2. I went with a 4-4-2. So I guess uh, we'll do the defence each. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so in, in defence, um, I went for obvious choice at right back, the one and only, the Chaminator, uh, who's blocked my Twitter account and won't return my phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, man. Um, so I've got Chai at right back. Uh, in sit- my two centre-backs are Wilkinson from uh, John Book, obviously. You probably have a, a title-winning defender in your, in your defence, unless you're Paul. Uh, my other centre back, I've gone for another foreigner. Uh, I've gone for Inchon's Jonjic. Made the K League team of the year. He did indeed. That's not the reason why I picked him. I picked him because I like a man who can wear that much brow cream and still head a ball. So, who was your left back then? <laughs> my left back was. Well, that's an interesting question, Paul. My left back was from Guangzhou. <laughs> and his name was? The Guangzhou left back. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, literally, I, I couldn't think of a left back that I didn't already pick one of these teams. Um, so yeah, basically, uh, someone from Guangzhou had to make my team. And so it's whoever plays left back for Guangzhou. Number three, or number 33, or number 333. It's, it's a bit uh, disconcerting by the fact that this is a K-League podcast and I don't know a left-back in Korea. No, it's not that, but the, the Gwangju weren't the worst team in Korea, were they? They weren't the worst team in the K-League Classic, no, but, but yet we can't but, think but of yeah, the team. We can't good. think of a, a single decent player to pick for, Yeah. and we can't even name the guy that should... <laughs> well, well, let's see if you can pick a left-back when it comes to your team, yeah? <laughs> right, you want me to go through my defence? <laughs> Could you, yeah? Let's end with left-back. Uh, at right-back, I've picked Che Ho-jin of Chunnam. Okay. Uh, Decent enough choice. Uh, he played for Seoul for many years. Was my favourite player at Seoul. I think he's not playing that regularly down in Chonnam, but he's 
he's popped up with a couple of crucial goals and I trust him much more than I trust Char ok interesting three centre backs uh, I've picked uh, same, one of the same guys as you John Jitchi of Incheon um, obviously made the team of the year I think from Incheon you've got two choices you've either got John Jitchi or Kevin yeah um, definitely and I needed, I needed a central defender so he fit the bill Second centre back is Union Song of Songnam. Uh, you've raved about him all year. Yep, he's a he's a good player. So um, yeah, I mean, obviously from Songnam, probably you'd be looking at either him or Hangi Jo. Uh, and I had a couple of strikers in mind, so I've gone for him. You could have went with um, e, um, e, e Min, the guy who, who made the national team and got injured uh, on training. I uh, probably would have done if you'd have raved about him a bit more, but you've been raving about. Union Sun mostly, so yeah. that's what stuck in my mind. And then my third centre back, uh, potentially a controversial choice, the uh, the Tejon central defender Wandelson. Because that's who I'd have gone with. Uh, obviously, Tejon got relegated and they got thrashed most weeks, so he's perhaps not the best guy to choose, but I had to pick a Tejon player somewhere. And unlike you. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't, you didn't scam it. <laughs> um, I mean, this guy came in in the summer transfer window, so he only played a handful of games, maybe 15 or somewhere between 15 and 20 games in the second half of the season. He got six goals, so I think a goal-scoring central defender would be good for my team. And if I've got three centre-backs, presumably he can uh, afford to go ahead and go up and score goals and leave the defensive duties to the other guys okay um, I'm really because I mean I struggled with the left back I couldn't actually find the left back don't start looking on soccer where you find his name now Paul who did you go with for left back Paul I went <laughs> tell the truth I went with the Guangzhou left back <laughs> Yes, so we both went with the same guy who we don't know his name. No, I went with the other one. You went with the other one? You went, so I went with the guy that played 12 games and you were the guy that played 20 games, yeah? Yeah. Okay, uh, I think I went with, I mean, now anyone who, who's a Guangzhou fan, please don't quote me on this if it's wrong, but I'm going to say, I want to go with Ma Chow Jun, because I think that's a classic name, but instead I think I probably did go with... Um, Kim Young Bin. <laughs> That's what I went for. <laughs> because Young Bin is the name of my company accountant. Yeah. You said you went with the guy that played 12 games, of which there are none. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm going to firmly say Kim Young Bin is my left back. Kim Young Bin, who is number three. Which uh, uh, leaves you with uh, Jong Ho Jong. Just his name. Yeah, John Ho John. We played also 28 games. <laughs> so they're clearly not left. They're not left backs. <laughs> one's a left back, the other one's obviously something else, yeah. It's actually hard to pick out who would be the second. They've got five guys who've played in excess of 25 games each. Yeah. So obviously there's some flexibility there in their defence. Yeah, they must kind of like alternate positions, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess Kim Young Bennett is for both teams. Yeah. So. Congratulations. Well done, Kim. You made the team. Fair play. 
So it's interesting, Paul, that we've picked, uh, we've both picked two, two foreign uh, defenders, like two foreign centre-backs. Do you think, is that, is that relevant or like, symptomatic of the Korean national team problem? You don't really think of Korean defence as being particularly good or particularly stable or sturdy? And that you do think that yeah, the, the best teams maybe are built on like, foreign defenders, although Inchon and Dejan are crap. But <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I mean, they, every time Korea goes to the World Cup, not every time, but the last few years, the, the goals that they've shipped have been pretty shoddy and terrible. So do you think that the reason why we've come with foreign defenders is just because we have to pick one for each team, or do you think it is because we, view, we value them or view them as being better? I mean, mostly we think of the, the foreigners that come to the, the K-League are, are there to score goals, right? Mm -hmm. uh, in this case, I think it's probably the fact that we've got to choose one guy from each team, and normally the, the, the foreigners are regarded as the star players. I think it would probably be relatively easy, and uh, it wouldn't be very easy to pick a whole 11 of foreigners, because they're either strikers or defenders, mm -hmm. but... Um, I think probably it's more down to recognition of the guys that we know. Okay. Um, the foreigners stand out. We probably see them more easily when we go to watch matches, so can remember them more easily when we're required to think of teams that we're not that familiar with. Okay. Okay, so next up we're going to move on to the midfield. Okay. Um, so, obviously, my 4-4-2. Uh, I have my, my, my left winger, which is going to be uh, Yum ki -hyun. Well, there's a surprise. Well, there's a surprise. He is the best player in Korea. I wonder who you'll pick. Um, my central midfield will be Orsic from John Am. Yep. Who I know is a bit of a kind of attacking midfielder, like Kim Stryker, but Kim is quite a, a defensive-minded, uh, quite a kind of reserved manager, so I think he'll play Orsic and get a better of him in midfield. Beside Orsic, uh, we have... Ex Songnam midfielder Yun Bit Garam, mm -hmm. uh, or Yun Shit Garam as he was known when he was at Songnam, but he had an, an exceptional season he for, did, for Jeju this year. Talk of him going overseas. Supposed to be moving to China, yeah, supposed to be. But yeah, he, he had a pretty uh, like amazing season. So I think definitely for me, any team of the year has to include him in it. And on, on the right wing, we have ex FC Seoul, ex Songnam, Talismanic. Ex Ulsan, for all accounts. Ex Ulsan as well, playmaker, and that is Ulsan's Sever Jeparov, who is now makes the rules by having finished the season, but I believe is away already, yeah. Jeparov didn't have a particularly good season, to be honest, but he does have the potential to A, score from a free kick, uh, and B, create something out, out of nothing. And I think any Kaylee team has to have Jeparov in their team. He had, he had a blinding start, didn't he? He did a great start, three, yeah. Three goals in the first three games or something like that. For anyone who listened to, to the podcast from the beginning, he scored the same goal twice. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks let off. Yes. The exact same goal. Okay. So that's your four across the mid. Yep. So Yumki on left wing, Orsis, Yumbit Garam in the middle, Jeparov uh, right wing. I am getting moist thinking about my team. Is Orsic not a, a right winger? Or he's, he's a guy that switches from left to right. Yeah, he puts all over the place. He puts across that middle. Ken McBum will get the best out of him wherever he plays, but I believe he, he can fit into this formation. You could, I mean, yeah, him and Yum Ki Hyun can uh, alternate, him and Jeprov can alternate as well. So they can, they, they can confuse your rather poor 
back line by 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 the three of them swapping. Of course, we did just talk that the foreigners in Korea are known for either being like massive defenders, massive central defenders, or goal-getting strikers. Now you've already used all, you've, you've already used up your allocation of four foreigners, so I'm interested to see what two Koreans you've chosen to play up front. Oh really? That was one of the rules, Paul. It's got to be a, it's got to be an eleven that can play in the K League. Uh, up to now, you've got Wilkinson in defence, Jonjic in defence. So that's a Croatian and a Australian. So they're assuming qualifies as, as other Asian. Yep. You've got Orsic, who's from Asian. Croatia in midfield, and you've got Jeffroff, who's another Asian. So you, yep. So that's four foreigners. That, 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 that's two Asians. <laughs> but it's three. It's up to three plus one. It's still four foreigners max. Well, that's a bummer. Um, so you're telling me that we have to follow the rules of the K League? Yes, of course. I was going to have a Russian goalkeeper. Um, okay, in that case, Jeprov, sorry, big man, uh, you're out. Uh, in that case, I'll go with uh, Kim Tae Wang, who joined Osan at the exact same time as Sever Jeprov. Has the exact same background. Exact same background, except he's all ex Songnam. So he's the Korean Jeprov. He is a Korean Jeprov, and he's played about three games this season, I think, as well. <laughs> but yeah, he's my man. He's 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 going to come in on on Football Manager. He's a legend. What what version of Football Manager are we going to be playing this this hypothetical game? Hypothetical game on 2015? No, 2014. That's when he's good. <laughs> 2015. Sure, he's he's played on, on 2016 when this year's stats are reflected in it. Uh, 2016 doesn't load on my Mac. <sighs> right. Due to the fact that I haven't bought it. Should we go on to my, my midfield then? Well, if we really have to, yeah. Because <laughs> you could have ruined my dream now. Of, I can't have Jeprov and the striker I wanted to have, so yeah. So I assume you've got a foreign striker in mind. Um, I may or may not have. I guess it's going to be... Well, let's carry on. Let's move on. Alright, my midfield. Left to right. Uh, three guys. Yom Ki-hun. Can't ignore him. The obvious choice. Well, oh, that's obvious. The first name, the first name on the team sheet. Um, in terms of Suwon, there's probably not that many other choices you could have. Probably Kwon Chang-un would be worth considering, mm. but Yong Ki-hun head and shoulders above everyone else on the left wing. Uh, in the middle, Yunbik Garam. Oh wow! Sounds like a team I know. Um, he's also had a really good season. The only other challenger for hit for, from Cheju, I think, was Lopez, the striker. Yeah. But, I mean, good, relatively decent strikers are two a penny in Korea, whereas relatively decent midfielders are not so common, so Yumi Gram is for me. And then on the right, I picked the the right midfielder, Son Jun-ho from Poulang, who scored a hatful of goals, um, set up a good few assists as well. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's my midfield. Okay, excellent. Okay, so before we go any further, uh, I think let's go through the teams that we've chosen so we know who's left when it comes to attack. Yep. So, so far I have chosen Songnam for the manager. Yep. Also, I've chosen uh, Pohang for the goalkeeper. Yep. Guangzhou for the left back. Yep. Whose name I don't know. Uh, Incheon and Jongbuk for central defence. Yep. FC Seoul for right wing. Yep. For right back. <laughs> uh, Suwon for right, for left wing. I'm getting there eventually. John Am, Jeju for central midfield, and Ilsan for right wing. So that means you need someone from 
Turn the two worst teams in the K-League are, uh, are by strike force. <laughs> How does that make sense? <laughs> Desert and Busan are my potent, my, my potent uh, duo up front. Alright, for me, in my 5-3-2 formation, I've gone with uh, Chumbuk Manager, Pusan and Goal, uh, left back from Kwangju, right back from Chunnam, and centre backs from Taejon, Songnam, and Injun. Uh, my mid- midfield three was Suwon, Cheju, and Pohan, which means I need someone from Seoul, someone from Ulsan. This is so. It could, it could, the game could all be decided. Oh, and now who we pick from uh, those four teams up front, yeah? And I've got two got well, two teams that had a decent strike force, and you've got two teams that had a terrible strike yeah, force. Yeah, how 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 am I going to win this, Paul? Well, and yet, and yet, I'm I'm not just quietly confident; I'm loudly confident that my team is going to hump your team. Okay. Let me put it into the uh, the football app. So I guess let's uh, let's move on and have a look at who we picked up up front. Uh, Paul, you go first. Because I've been going first all, all the way through, so you go first. Should we, should we do one each? Yeah, let's do one each, yeah. It's like a bit of a... We need a bit of a drum roll, really, don't we? We do indeed. Uh, my first striker is... Golden Boot winner, the Wookiee. Um, I know I've criticised him quite a bit on the podcast, but you can't argue with his his results. And I think with Yonki and Bangy in the perfect crosses, the Wookiee will be heading goals in hat-trick every week. Okay, okay, that's quite interesting. I would have gone with Wang Yi Joe if I hadn't uh, picked Kim Hak Bum to lead my men out. He'd be the, he'd be the manager. So uh, I decided to go for uh, one of the best strikers in the K-League Challenge, uh, Yi Jung Yup. Now, I know everyone's thinking, whoa, 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 this is a K-League Classic 11, but Yi Jung Yup was registered to Pusan. He did come back and play three or four games with Pusan at the end of the season. Can I check that? How many... Pu- if, if if he's made one one appearance, I'll allow it. Uh, 2015. Three. Three appearances, one assist, no goals. Yep, legend. If that's the kind of player you want to pick, then that's fine, yeah. Why not? Well, at, at Sanju, he made... Um, at Sanju, he, he scored 17 goals. No, he scored seven goals and 17 appearances. Apparently, well, maybe, maybe after five games, if he'd scored the first five... I thought he was buying goals in left-hand centre, no? Nope, apparently not. Uh, he, I mean, assigned you, he, he did relatively well. He made the Korean national team. He was Uli's like, number one striker uh, in the Asian Cup. But he was the number one striker that you, me, me, you, me and Stevie were looking at and saying, WTF. Yeah, but honestly, I don't know anyone from Pusan. They've got a good goalie. Apparently. <laughs> but well, I went with uh, Lee Jung-yup. Up front, he is, he's, going to, he's going to spearhead my team, along with the one and only other person that I picked. Okay. Right. Uh, f- so, my last player is a needs to be a Seoul player. Needs to be a Seoul player, yep. Uh, I've gone with Seoul's one and only striker, Adriano. I did, I did actually think about going for Yunjite because, according to K-League statistics, he, he does get the highest ratio of goals per minute played. He's kind of more of a super sub than a starting player, so given we've only got an, an 11, starting 11 to play with, it's a bit risky to pick him. Okay. I've gone with Adjan, who got like eight, eight or nine goals in 15 appearances, so... Okay. That's interesting. That's a, that's a good choice, Paul. That's a good choice. Um, I, bet, given... I bet you're wishing you'd not pick Char now so you could pick Adriano. I am, yeah. 
given that uh, my striker has to be from Dejan, yeah. uh, I've gone with the one and only Adriano. What? <laughs> from what? Dejan. What? He started this season with Dejan. It's perfectly within the rules. <sighs> did he or did he not start the season with Dejan? He, he did start the season with Dejan. So therefore, I am perfectly within my rights to pick Adriano as my Dejan player. So well, my so my forward lineup is Ajon Yup and Adriano, who last year scored the, between them 345 goals in the Kaylee Challenge. <laughs> Check it, it's there. <laughs> and this year scored well. Adriano got a good number of goals, but yeah. So yeah, so that's my lineup. So my lineup is last year's Kaylee Challenge uh, uh, dynamic duo of Ajon Yup and Adriano. You know, when they make the uh, the video of us facing off against each other, I'll be the Braveheart with the, the, the face paint on. And you'll be the one that's trying to get around the rules and bend everything to your advantage. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think, at the end of the day, the rules are there to be played by and bended. Uh, I'm going to give you a yellow card for poor sportsmanship, though. Did Adriano start the season with Dejan? Uh, he did. Did he finish the season in the Kaylee Classic? He did. Then did he go? Unfortunately, Yi Jang Hup did not finish the season in the Kaylee Classic because he got relegated. Yi Jang Hup came back for Pusan and played three games for Pusan. Yeah, and got relegated. Oh, I mean, that's kind of like, so what, I mean, okay, so did the Pusan player, <laughs> your Pusan goalkeeper, and so did your Dejan defender, yeah? Yeah, you're right. So, um, so you're thinking of Plugging all this info into the football manager game and see what comes out. Yep, see what the score comes out as. Uh, I'm quietly confident. Actually, I'm not. I'm loudly confident that my team's going to give you an ass whooping. I think we should also give a vote to the guy that suggested this. So we'll let Ali listen to the podcast and see which he think, see which team he thinks would have won. Definitely. Just before we finish up, I think it, it's only right that we we complete the the, the best eleven uh, by having five subs, one goalkeeper and four other players who can come from any team at all so I'm going to they, they can only come from one team they can't come from multiple you know they, you can only have one player from a team so uh, my five would be goalkeeper John Sun Run uh, of Suwon of Suwon yep because I think that's what he should always sit is on the bench <laughs> uh, so, so we're not doing it seriously then that's my five subs uh, I'm going to go with uh, EJ Sung from John Book and I'm going to go with Osmar from FC So. That's two, that's three. And my final two subs will be Huang Joe, obviously. And I will plunk for think my should, fifth. I think it should be a Poang player. Top five, top five teams. Okay, my fifth sub will be uh, Kim Sungde. Lee Sungde. The guy who just moved to China. Okay, interesting. Uh, following the same rules, I'll pick Quan Chang Hoon from Suwon, EJ Song from Chumbuk, I'll pick Huang Yijou from Songnam, uh, better pick a defender from somewhere, right? So, Osmar. It's the same subs. So, I need the, I need the Puan goalie then. Yeah, Puan goalie. Okay, sweet. So, yeah, so we'll plug these things in, we'll speak to Ali. Yeah, Ali will obviously choose Paul's team because that's the kind of person that he is. <laughs> um, but we both know that football manager will, in fact, give the the, the win. Actually, the football manager will probably give away 
three dodgy penalties in the last minute because that's what it does the piece of cheating shit that it is I think we should give uh, a deciding vote to someone that's relatively neutral so we, we get if we have three votes right one from football manager one from Ali one from Miroslav he's got the statistical knowledge to back it up so yeah so let's give football manager Ali and Miroslav the deciding votes yeah yep sweet sounds good does that wrap up this week's podcast? Uh, all that remains is to pick some some music to play us out.